Dark Side of Eve, Chapter 35 Living Harshness, Purest Arbitrariness Previously on the Dark Side Akam is wounded badly, and unluckily Gordon is already busy with other injured soldiers. Again, the arrogant doctor has to care, and Eve isn't happy with this. Episode 101 Baby Paul and his sister Olivia looked well when Eve came home. Zaya cared for them. Sometimes Eve worried that Zaya might quit the job one day because she perhaps wanted to have her own family. Then she would leave. Eve wasn't able to go on thinking. Zaya was the heart of the family, the point of peace and safety. She was important for the children and she also cared for Eve and Eve was thankful. But silence and peace were at an end as Farah announced a meeting. She was already here three months ago, and Eve wondered. The men at her side had changed in a rapid succession. This was always a bad sign, Eve knew well. If she wasn't stable, in her emotions somebody had to suffer. Was it her this time? Nobody ever lived next to Farah like Alan. He suffered long, and now the question was who would suffer after Alan. Farah's staff sent questions to Venus, days before the meeting would take place. Eve's staff answered, but Eve was sure there was something else. What would Farah do? Why did she act like this? What was the target? The first days passed, and then Eve's suspicion materialized. Eve and Farah were having coffee when Farah said, I will take Andrew. Take him where? To Zeylan. It is his home, and he barely knows his siblings. Eve was irritated. I am thankful for what you did, but now it is time for him to join his family. Eve wasn't able to speak. In the evening, Farah came to Eve's apartment to talk to Andrew in person. Eve couldn't tell him before, as she was too worried for him. Farah walked into the living room, and Eve thought about her promise. She once told Andrew she would always be at his side, protect him, shelter him, and love him. What would happen now? Farah spoke straight to Andrew. There was no space for discussion, not a single friendly word. Andrew became pale and passed out. He didn't even argue. He didn't say a single word. Two guards pulled him out of the room, through the floor, and into Farah's ship. John was in despair, and Alan tried to stop the guards by stepping in their way. He had no chance. Three professional hits, and he was down on the floor. As Farah passed Alan, she looked at him in an arrogant way. His nose was bleeding, and he held his stomach in pain. You were always a loser, and you always will be. If you don't want him to end up like you, stay away from my son, she said. Please, Farah, he is a good boy. You will protect him? Look at you, you are not able to estimate. You are a slave, you know nothing else. She left the apartment, and Eve called for Gordon. Ellen was so confused, a doctor had to look after him. John drank one glass of wine after the other. He couldn't believe. Eve sat in the library and wasn't able to think any more. So shocked she was. She had achieved such a high position, but couldn't change the fate of the boy. Matakela came along, but he wasn't able to solace her. The next morning, Zaya woke her up. She was still sitting in the armchair, the fire was out. 
It took four days until Eve could think clear again. Jade Tyrus had to end the meeting with Farah's staff. She wasn't able, neither was John. Everything lost its sense. Discomposure was around the family. John stopped speaking. He didn't say a single word and Eve felt so cold, emotional so cold, that she couldn't leave her flat and go to work. Eve had large problems to accept the arbitrariness, even if she had to. She couldn't stand that any longer and she thought intensively about her situation. Now it was completely clear why Thomas became a pirate. It wasn't him, it was her character. This ruthless and brutal way to handle things and people. Eve decided that a death in a war, battle and fight were much better than live endlessly in this system. But what can I do? Mutiny? Demonstration? This would be the end of the diplomatic ways, but she has to act. Words were useless, acting was needed, but she couldn't do it on her own. Being alone in the office, she thought about the plan to start the battle. For a moment she expected Matakila to join and stop her, but he didn't come. Then I'm right, she thought. What was important? Eve listed the facts. Her planet was well organized. There was enough food on Venus, enough energy, she had friends between the arbitresses, and her army was well trained. She wasn't a beginner anymore, and her planet was so much at the side that it was perfect. And Venus was still not important. Why should the star sphere ask about her? My enemy is Farah, she told herself. She decided not to join the next work meeting. Why should she? What would happen if she didn't travel? Would Farah come and judge her? Would she send somebody to take her to the meeting? Would she kill her from far away? Everything was possible, but Eve didn't care. The meeting would take place on the planet called Setir. Eve never had seen the city, but this was worth it. Then the meeting started, and Eve thought Farah would call her during these days. Not in person, but through her staff, but nothing happened. The work meeting ended, and still Farah didn't call. Not in the first week, not in the first month. There was no contact to Zilan. Was she blocked? Would this change anything? No, definitely not. In between, Eve had had a long chat with Matakila, and he had told her to support her. Eve relaxed a little. Matakila had a lot of friends, friends who also didn't like Farah. To her surprise, some other arbitresses called her. It looks like she wasn't the only one not to go to the meeting. Did more of her colleagues have stress with Farah? What was this about? Not about a boy, but perhaps about arbitrariness and power, Matakila added to her thoughts. Eve invited them all, and they met on Venus. They all wanted to change. They all didn't want to be part of this system anymore. It looked like they built a secret society. They discussed their status and what was needed. They made plans for peace and for war times too. They spoke about Farah and her arbitrariness. They all didn't want to go on like this. They made their own rules. The first rule was about peace. The second about humanity. Nothing was as important as this they promised each other. They set up a routine and exchanged food and other things between the planets. Eve was sure Farah had noticed.
Weeks passed and Ellen was still very ill. However, John and Eve had started a sort of normality. It wasn't easy, but necessary. The responsibility for so many people needed assistance. Twice, Eve flew to Earth. She ordered a lot of things and made sure the other planets would get these things too. On her second trip, she went to Bali. She bought a lot of houseware from Asia and stayed at the house on the island. Then, one morning, they had an earthquake. Eve's house was safe, but the rest of the area was hurt badly. Did Farah do this? Was it possible for her to cover somebody through the universe? Was it possible to her to destroy a city, a country, or a whole planet?